Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. On this episode of the podcast, we will be discussing everything Kings County. We'll go through the history of the distillery, current news, and of course, our personal favorite aspect of the show, the tasting. With me, as always, is my intrepid and brilliant co-host, Andy Kleschik. Andy, how you doing today? I'm doing really good. You know, one week of 30 down, 51 weeks left to go. (laughs) There you go. And every week, we're that much closer to football season. Yeah. Andy, you know this. I am so sick of baseball. I am ready for football, and that's all I'm going to say about it. (laughs) I'm I'm in the same boat. I mean, as much as I like baseball, there's some points in, like, the dead season of August and everything that I'm like, I'm ready for another sport to be on, other than, like, that golf and tennis. Yeah, because, I mean, you and I are sports junkies, so, like, when there's a lack of sports, because, like, you know, tennis, it's I only get excited for the the big ones, the majors. Same thing with golf, Golf, Yeah, golf is... Unless we're going out and playing. Yeah, exactly. Golf is similar as far as watching. Uh, And then baseball, like, I like baseball, but if it's the only thing to watch, it it gets a little tedious after a while. It's rough. Um, So I'm very excited for football. Also very excited for this podcast. It's it's yeah. a it's a repeat, but it's a new whiskey, and so um, I'm really excited to, to, to you know to try out this expression. So Andy, tell the folks out there everything they need to know about Kings County Distillery. Of course. So you know, like you were saying, John, this is a repeat episode. Um, we did them back in uh, episode 50, King of the Block. Um, way yes, back. Sir. That's a long time ago. Almost a hundred episodes ago for us. Oh um, boy. But, but I remember it was a good one, yeah, so I'm hoping it, this one is it was good. It was a good one when we had that one. Um, so uh, just a brief recap um, yeah. about the distillery, um, unless you want to, you know, before you go back and listen to that episode for us. Go um, back and listen to it, but we'll do yeah. a recap. <laughs> yeah, just a brief recap. Um, they were originally founded in 2010 in the East Williamsburg, you know. Much like Pete Davidson being the king of Staten Island, they're the king of Williamsburg. There you go. Um, they're, uh, they were actually New York City's oldest, at that point when they started in 2010, they were New York City's oldest, largest, and premier craft, at least whiskey, distillery gotcha. in that part of New York City. Very good. In the boroughs. Um, and while they started out there in East Williamsburg, they eventually... Expanded on to actually the Brooklyn Navy Yards and the pay, old Paymaster Building, um, oh. which has some history with you know whiskey and everything. Uh, that was I don't think that w- building actually had a lot of distilling prior to Kings County coming in, um, but the Brooklyn Navy Yards and just that area in general um, for whiskey at least was. Well known for the uh, whiskey riots back in the like eighteen hundreds ish, gotcha. Uh, in the city where there was like a lot of uh, like English, Irishmen, and I think German and maybe a couple other ethnicities in there that rioted over a few things. You know, at least for the English and Irish related to whiskey and uh, imports, exports, things like that. They need their Scotch and their Irish whiskey, man. Yeah, they needed it at the time. Yeah, that's for sure. They need their brown. Yeah, um, and. It really basically was just over, like, federal law enforcement coming in and um, responding to, um, you know, illegal moonshining activities in that area. Sure. um, (laughs) In Brooklyn. Uh, And it was, you know, in the 1860s, the uh, Brooklyn Whiskey Wars. That's what it really was. Like, those events of that time. Gotcha. Um, But, of course, now, you know, 
everything's legal. They've gotten all the permits. A lot of the ones, you know, in that area have gotten their permits. They've done everything as legally as they can so far. Um, and, you know, Kings County, at least, they take pride in their heritage of that area and the distilling operations in New York City. Um, you know, as well as using uh, 100% New York-grown grains in their mash bills. Um, you know, for a lot of their products, they use 80% um, organically grown New York, New York corn and then um, 20% malted barley. Now, they're English and Scottish varietals of barley, but they're all, as I understand it at least, grown in New York, somewhere okay. in New York State. Gotcha. Even though they're those English and Scottish varietals. Um, and they have a few different um, products that this mash bill goes into. Um, you know, their flagships, they have their straight bourbon, their blended bourbon, which is the one we're trying today. And I think the straight bourbon is the one we did last time, I think. If I remember correctly, yeah, the straight bourbon is the one we tried in episode 50, and then the blended bourbon, we're trying batch two today gotcha. of that. That's yeah. the one we're trying today. Very good. Uh, then a peated bourbon and a moonshine are their flagships. Um, they've had some limited releases, like their uh, barrel strength and bottled and bond, or their quote-unquote single malted uh, peated whiskey and straight rye. Okay. And then like some flavored whiskeys. Another like flavored alcohols, like their um, coffee whiskey or chocolate flavored whiskey. Yeah, we try to stay away from those. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unless they're very good ones to do. I, I would try this. Well, I got grapefruit well, and jalapeno. Sounds interesting. I th- yeah, can't imagine that's any good though. The grapefruit? Ah, that could be good. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. But I know the spiced like, whiskey sounds interesting. Yeah, I mean, I know you like your Crown Royal. I there do. are some ones there that, if you haven't tried them. Could be very good. That's true, especially Crown Royal Peach. If we ever do an episode, oh, on I know, them. I know you're a big, I know you're a big <laughs> Crown Peach guy. I don't know if we've if I've ever actually tried the Crown Peach. Do we? We haven't done one. We right? haven't done an episode when we did our Crown Royal episode. We never tried yeah. that one. I think we just did like the the Winter Harvest and then made the regular. Yeah, I think. yeah, we just did those two. But uh, yeah. it's Go check I tried that out. it. Do like if you ever try. For any of us fans, I know this is not related to Kings County, but if you ever try Crown Royal Peach, either in iced tea or as like a topping over ice cream, mm. especially if you're near the Cincinnati area or can find graters in your area. You need to. Graters peach flavor with that over it. Yeah. Oh, that's oh so good. Oh my God, I can't even imagine. I, w- I would try <laughs> that for sure. All right, are we ready to do the tasting? Yeah. Cool. Let's well, actually, before we do the yeah. tasting, I'll just read off. Um, For sure. So this is their blended batch. Um, it's a 43. This is like 60 bucks here in Cincinnati. Okay. Um, this is like the only one I can find in Cincinnati. I think all the rest of their stuff pretty much is only exclusively sold in New York City. Yeah. At least as far as I'm concerned, it's only yeah, sold I, in New York City. I looked City. into buying some Kings County, and I was going to have to order it online. Yeah. But um, this one, it was like 60 bucks at the party source here in northern Kentucky or Cincinnati area. Sure. Uh, and this blended bourbon, their batch two, um, just a history of it. It's all like two to four years old whiskey in it. Okay. Um, before I try it. And it's a blend of two-year-old straight bourbon that was finished in a uh, 53-gallon barrel. 10-gallon barrels of, and that's the primary. I'm listing off based on like percentages of the uh, whiskey in it okay here um then like 10 gallon barrels of two to three year old straight corn whiskey 
three to four year old um, 53 gallon barrels of straight bourbon. Okay. Then 10 to 15 gallon barrels of three to four year old straight bourbon. Two to four year old barrels of straight rye that are 10 or 53 gallon barrels. And then 10 to 15 gallon barrels of two-year-old uh, whiskey from a mash malt. Man, now that's a blended bourbon right there. Yeah. That's a blended whiskey. Definitely a lot of blending going yeah, in there, right. too. Right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are we ready to do the tasting now? Yeah, let's do cool. it. Cool, let's do it. All right, folks, as always, we start with the nose. First of all, it does not smell like a bourbon at all. Yeah. If you can get your hands on this, it does not smell like a bourbon. It smells a lot more like a single malt whiskey it's quite nice though yeah it's very i mean it smells very very getting good like some like getting some ethanol light ethanol getting some light floral notes what are you picking up i get some of those floral notes i get a little bit of smokiness on there okay. um yeah i get the smoke. it definitely smells i mean just to compare it to the closest like kind of type of whiskey i can think of it definitely smells a lot like a scotch. Yeah. Um, so if you get your hands on it, like it, the color of it looks like a bourbon. Yeah. But it smells like a scotch. So you, are you talking like it smells smoky, peaty like a scotch, or it smells like malty like a scotch? It smells to me. It smells definitely smoky, not like peat smoke like in like a log Vulin or yeah. Ardbeg, Laphroaig, something like that yeah, would yeah. smell. But it smells smoky like a scotch. It smells malty like a scotch sure. to me. Okay. Um. You know, the, like, like, any fruit or oak flavors in that smell for me definitely smell more like a scotch to me. But, you know, it is definitely a bourbon. I mean, it's 43% ABV, you know, right. 86, 86 proof. Um, But it definitely, if you're not prepared for that when you see bourbon on the label, just know that. Like, that's what it is. Sure. Let's give it a taste. Cheers. Cheers. See, I'm definitely getting more of the maltiness and like the scotchness, scotchiness in the palate than I did oh, yeah. in the nose. Same. Yeah. Like some of the, like the. But it's like you said, it's not like the. It's not really that. That peaty yeah. smokiness, it's more of like the malt. It's kind of like the, the single malt we did with last week almost, as far as like that type of flavor. Yeah, it, well, it's not quite that light of a flavor in terms of single malt, like with the old pepper. To me, it reminds me, if you're talking like a single malt, it reminds me a lot more of like a like a heavier Macallan okay. or like, like note to it. So it, Well, you like, compared the single malt last week to Macallan, though. True. Yeah, I, I guess it's a light. That one was a lot lighter. And, right. This one I think is a little more. Um, it is like if there's like a spectrum, it's definitely closer to the Scotch than yeah, what oh, we yeah. did last week. Oh yeah, um, for sure. I agree. But it's funny because I'm not, I'm not a big Scotch fan, but I really like this one. I think it's yeah. because the like the peatiness is toned down yeah. on it. I oh I I I definitely agree. I mean. I think like that smokiness and peatiness are toned down a lot in this. I don't know that they like when they're drying the malt for this that they're using that. Yeah. Like peat or anything like that. Do you pick up Uh, any actual like specific flavors in it? Because I I I didn't 
noticed much, so I'm kind of curious what you. So thought. I picked up a little bit of like that smokiness and oakiness. Sure. Yeah. To it, like if you did like a char four on a, a barrel, or like recharred a new, like yeah. did like a second char on a uh, used bourbon barrel, something like that. Like I get a lot of that type of smokiness on it for me. Yeah. Um. So I get like that oakiness and smokiness. I get a little bit of like fruitiness and like it's some dark fruit or we like darker fruits and grassiness yeah. that i might get from a bourbon yeah off of that as a result yeah um it's a great like tweener kind of if you're yeah. looking to go oh, move transition from bourbon to scotch or scotch to exactly. bourbon, it's a great way to do it I, I was just gonna say that like if you're a scotch person and wanted wanted to try a bourbon or vice versa i definitely think this is one if it's in your area is not necessarily going to be cheap. It's mm. at least here in Cincinnati. It's kind of in that sixty, sixty-five ish dollar price range. Sure. Um, so it might not be the cheapest one to find, but if you can find it, it definitely is one that, like, if you're wanting to kind of like transition from bourbon to scotch, or like a lighter, like not overly heavy scotch, or vice right. versa, it's definitely one. Like you said, I I definitely agree. Get it and try it just to see, like, hey. Like, could I tr- make that transition? Yeah. But also, if you're somebody that's like, I'm 100% a bourbon person. I'm ne- At least here in America, I'm 100% a bourbon person. I am never going to drink your scotch or anything else like that. Like, go in knowing it's like 60, 65 bucks, but it's going to taste like that. So For sure. It's not, it's not your jam. That's not your jam. But I definitely think it's good. Yeah. For that price point. Agreed. Absolutely. All right, folks, that's it from us this week. Make sure you go over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, leave a review, listen to, and share every episode of Distilled Discussions. We really do appreciate your guys' support. Have a great week. Pour yourself another whiskey, and don't worry. We'll be here to drink with you next week.